0: Hi everybody, it's episode 477 of PodQuest. Hey! It is Wednesday, October 4th, 2023. I am Chris, with me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. Hi, I'm here. How you guys doing?
1: Oh, you know. Doing alright. Yeah, just surviving the best I can. Are you? Uh, Well, yeah. Uh, Also, just kind of like... So, a little spoiler for uh, my YouTube stuff. I... In this week's episode of Seven Days to Die, I die. And I usually try to play these series as, as permadeath, but it's only been six episodes of this series. And so, I decide to continue forward with the series with like a little asterisk, like, alright, here's what's gonna happen. If I die in any of these series before day 10, I have to do different thing. I have to like punish myself for dying, and, and basically lower the experience cost, the experience gain that I get. And once the experience gain gets to 0% or we re- we die after day 10, that's when the series is over. Because, you know, it's kind of boring. You only have a six episode series. Kind of like my previous one, which was only 10 because the, the world crashed. Um. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. So, so then I recorded episode seven. I'm fucking having a hell of a time with this series, man. Because the same reasons that I died in, ep- in, in, in episode six are with me at the end of episode seven, starting of episode eight. And I'm just like, this sucks. This is rough, man. But I'm also playing at a harder difficulty and everything, which is also why I gave me that, gave myself those, those deaths. Or that death. But yeah, so I'm having a time with those series. You just have to get
0: better, is what I'm hearing.
1: You know what? It's, it's really what it is. Like, with this series, I have, I tested it back in Alpha 20, which was a year and a half ago. Over that. Two years ago, maybe. Uh I play tested it. I also recorded one episode, but I lost that recording, which is why I never edited it and released it. Um but I I play tested it in Alpha 20, which crafting in Alpha 20 was a lot different than it is in Alpha 21, which is the current build. And so I was like, "Oh yeah, it was really easy in Alpha 20, so let me like up the experience gain and make it harder, play on a harder difficulty." Not thinking like, "Oh, well, crafting is harder in this one." And being able to upgrade or craft the things I need to craft is harder. Maybe I shouldn't be playing on the harder difficulty, but we'll see. It is what it is. Just doing the best I can. With what I got in that, in that series so far, hoping that it becomes a good series or gets back to being a good series. It's blowing up though. It's getting like 80 views per week, which is got. wild to me. Like it's like on average, I think about 60 views minimum or 50 views minimum. One of them, I think, only has about like 20, but for the most part, it's averaging about. 50 to 60 views some of them at like 80
0: that's still something
1: it's it's been, look i have the, <laughs> the long dark's been going on for 32 episodes as of today and that averages about only 30 something views per episode which is still something and it i have an active community of people like commenting at least every couple of episodes and it's great i've grew like 15 subscribers over there
0: so. oh cool so i can go unsubscribe then no. No.
1: No. <laughs> what I need you to do is watch it and then like the video so that people like so that the algorithm knows that people like you would like me too. Yeah, but then it ruins my algorithm. Yeah, but it would also then ruin people like you's algorithm.
0: But there's I don't nobody care about like other people.
1: Yeah. There
2: is nobody also, like Kyle So
0: like if if it didn't ruin my algorithm, I would go like every one of your videos for you.
2: But You know you know what Richie, honestly, if you like cob start liking and watching your videos it's not going to show your videos to anybody that's true yeah
1: yeah that is true. you don't you don't have you don't have an algorithm over there on youtube because you don't like any
0: no it's it's basically just all pokemon videos okay because like i had that one week where i was watching all those weird behind the scenes pokemon videos not even behind Mm -hmm. the scenes like the the weird fan theory videos and um now that's basically it's that and like sitcom outtakes so like The Office, Brooklyn Nine Nine, Parks and Rec.
1: Yeah, I get I get some of those, but I tend to make sure I I want to check and see who posts it before I watch it because if a lot of times who's posting those like sitcom outtakes and things like that are other accounts that aren't Paramount official, and I don't want to give somebody views for posting something that they saw someone else post or or was posting f- something that's nothing that they own. I it's usually don't still... look at
0: that stuff, because, I mean, frankly, at, like, at that point, if, if they're posting it and Paramount gives, like, a fuck, or Peacock, or whoever, they're just going to demonetize it anyway.
1: Yeah, but I just, I don't want to, like, I've I've done that a lot of times. With, I've been seeing shorts on YouTube of people who would stitch the short or duet the short on, like, TikTok, and Cobb, what that means, if you don't know what it means, stitching it or duetting it, is pretty... I know what a duet is. Okay, but for anybody else who doesn't know... Uh, you, you would, like, if you do edit, you, you would actually, like, green screen the, the, the video, and you'd be in front of it, and you'd be reacting to it. If you stitch it, you, and you guys would be side to side, stuff like that. Um, I have seen some very bad, well, not even bad, but I have seen some stitching of somebody who hides their face under the icon of their channel, and it is just, it, <coughs> you don't even see their reaction to the video that they're supposedly blind reacting to and it is just straight up like a video from somebody huge that this video then gets a lot of views because they're quote reacting to it but you don't see their face you don't see their react so i anytime i see that i i make sure to comment and be like good job stealing content and i thumbs down it and i don't go so far as to report it but maybe i should
2: I mean, it's okay. Uh, a lot of the big stream, like big streamers and YouTubers, go steal content from small creators and do oh, the yeah. exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll go like to small creators. That dude who got fired
0: by IGN.
2: Yeah. yeah, there's, there's been, there's been a few.
1: Uh, there was uh, a story about a week or two ago about someone who, like, who, yeah, their videos or their live streams was them quote reacting to a video from a smaller YouTuber, not giving that smaller YouTuber. Any recognition, not sharing their page, just watching this video, but it's just literally them sitting there watching it and not reacting. Yeah. And then they post the video and when they get the request to take it down from the smaller YouTuber, they're like, no, I was a reaction video. And It's like, no, you didn't add any merit to it. That's part of the reaction is to add merit to it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's been (sighs) Hassan Piker, I believe his name is Hassan. Yeah. Hassan Piker. Yeah. Uh, he, I think he's one of the, or no, maybe it's, uh, uh, Moist Critical was, 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 one of the guys who was, like, fighting this dude. Like, dude, you didn't add anything to that video. You need to take it down. It's, it's copyright. It's stealing from somebody else. It's stealing from smaller creators. And it's like, no, man, I, I changed, it. it's, 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 it's a whole lot of bullshit.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of those really big ones are, you know, they're really big for a reason and it's usually yeah. not because they're, they're talented.
1: Yeah, that's, um... And it's, it's just, it's also, then you, then you have just the trash stuff, like Kick. I'm fine. I'm officially off Kick, if you guys hadn't, hadn't seen that is Oh, no, I hadn't. So I
0: should remove that from the, uh, the thing then, huh?
1: Yep. Yep. It's, it's, I believe I took it off my link tree. Um, but I'm, I'm officially off Kick because of the owner being, uh, he was, I already knew he was garbage. So, Kick is owned by an online gambling site, uh, which has always given me... The heebie-jeebies about the site. Also, there's a lot of racism and, and bullshit that goes on with a lot of the streamers on there, and as much as I disagree with all of that shit, it is a new platform, they're still trying to figure things out, and they, it seemed like maybe they were trying to react properly, but I don't know, but it's also they're still trying to work it out, and I can't 100% be mad at the service for the individual streamer, because... It's the individual streamer, it's their choice to do what they want to do, and people will cancel them the way they want to cancel. However, there was one streamer, uh, who decided they're from, they're in Australia, who decided it, oh, we lost Drew. Um.
0: Yeah, he just, he just posted in chat that, uh, he couldn't hear us, so I think he's probably resetting his browser.
1: Okay. Um, but he decided it would be a good idea to, uh, what was it? It would be a good idea to hire, to hire a guy. To come on his live stream, to hire an escort and do stuff with this escort on this live stream on Kick, and so they wow. do all that. They tell the they wow. tell the escort they they tell the escort like this is going to be recorded, and she's like that's an extra hundred dollars. They 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 do they do all of that, calling this person and bringing them into the room uh, above board. Quotes above board. I don't know the legality of prostitution in Australia, so I I'm not going to say any on that. Uh, but then this woman started getting texts of, um, hey, you're live on the internet. You're live streaming. They're live streaming you, blah, blah, blah. You're going to get in trouble. And she start. she got scared. So she went to go leave. She's like, I'm not doing this anymore. The guy that the streamer hired, she's like, but we paid for you. We paid for an hour, blah, blah, blah. As she's at the door, he holds the door closed, not letting her out. And she's like, no, I'm just, I'm done. And eventually they, he lets her out. The streamer claims he's like, "Oh, I, if he if he held her there any longer, I was going to come out and say something." Because the streamer's in the other room watching this on his computer as well, um, and so the streaming community of Kick and viewers of Kick want Kick to pull action on this streamer, who is a bigger streamer. And the head of Kick goes on a tirade and pretty much says um, that everyone who not pretty much. His exact words were, everyone needs to hang from trees. Um, if you think, uh, he, he's a good guy. I know this guy and you just need to hang from trees and blah, blah, blah. Second I heard that, I was like, bye. And so, yeah, I, I cut out on kick. Um, and most people I know who were on kick, who had moved st- strictly just to kick, have made the move back to Twitch. Twitch sucks. Un-
0: understandable. <laughs>
1: Twitch sucks, but we're not dealing, we're, we're at least respectful human beings. Or, mo- most of us are at least respectful human beings and understand, like, you know, you you probably shouldn't shit- say shit like that. And you probably shouldn't show shit like that either. Yeah, no.
0: Yeah, that stuff's all pretty bad. And by pretty, I mean really. Yeah. Oh, hey, look, uh, Google Docs did that thing it always does to you and, like, randomly signed me out.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm still signed in. Probably once you sign, get, get signed in, it'll sign me out.
0: That actually hasn't happened to me in a very long time. I think because I, like, open Google Docs pretty regularly. Yeah. But I haven't been on this computer that much, so that could do it. Uh, but anyway, do we yeah. have a uh, do we have an agenda
1: today? I mean, I we're just here to talk, really. Like the final secret project, something Cobb read released on Sunday, and he read it. Um, I played some old ass games with Dead in the title of them, and uh, uh, Cobb, you played Crisis Core Reunion, which is the remake of Crisis Core, or the remaster. I'm not sure. I think it's rema.
0: Uh, you know what, I actually don't know wh- where that would fall. It's it's definitely not quite a, it's re- not like a full remake, but I feel like it's a little bit more than a remaster.
1: Did they change up the the core entirety of the gameplay, or did they just make it I look think, nice? I think,
0: so, it's been a very long time since I played the original one, but I'm pretty sure it's the same gameplay, but it looks better, and I feel like the audio and stuff is a little bit nicer than it was before. That's So, like, that- I feel like it's somewhere in the middle.
1: That would, to me, consider, be considered more a remaster. Although, like, yes, it might be a higher definition. And I mean, even if it's newer or new, I guess newer, uh, uh, um, uh, why assets and things like that? Like, they're probably using potentially using them from Final Fantasy VII to remake. So, like, if it wasn't, I I would argue that it's probably more considered a remaster than anything because they don't. So it they didn't remake the game from ground up.
0: It is being called a remake a remake oh. of the game Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. So I, there must be um guess what changes. I just got signed out. Did you?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Excellent.
0: Um there must be changes or something to this one that maybe I just hadn't gotten to yet. But we'll talk about that later.
1: Yeah, it was it was a, it was a pretty slow week uh news wise at least.
0: Yeah, I kind of scrolled and- to see if there was anything really worth talking about like there were layoffs at Epic, there's I mean the WGA strike is over.
1: Yeah, the writer strike is over. The actor strike is in negotiations as of today or tomorrow. Um, the, it's possible the voice actor strike might still happen depending on how the actor strike goes. Um, the, there was already an animation, a Pixar animator strike that was finished, or there was an animator strike that happened and was finished. And now there's a Disney animator strike that is just started. So it's like everyone in the media is like realizing, like, "Hey, we need we we especially with AI, like we need we need we need better compensation. We need better we need better everything." Um, yeah, and then of course all the r- other strikes. It it's crazy. Corporate America is going 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 bonkers.
0: Yeah, like I, I mentioned it in our group chat. Like it, it seems like you know, corporate America finally got um a little too greedy for itself, and then all yeah. the workers realized shit doesn't get done without them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, good on them. Uh, but yeah, so, I uh, Brandon Sanderson's Final Se- Secret Project released on Sunday. Nice. Um, that was the thing... I have
1: vaguely talking about it, but not talking about it, because it's like, it's a spoiler, even if you talk about it.
0: Yeah, so, at this point, the first three are, are kind of fair game, um, outside of full spoilers, but um, he wrote in, uh, in 2020, I believe, um, he wrote for... Novels that are all of about four to five hundred pages each. because um, apparently that's just a thing you do when you're home for a year and don't have to travel. Um, yeah. And he put them all up on Kickstarter in March of 2022. And it, I, I don't, I don't know if it's still, but at, at the time of the, the Kickstarter, it was the largest funded Kickstarter. Um, and then throughout this year, every, every quarter at like basically the first of a quarter one of these books has released. Um and it's generally the ebook and audiobook releases at midnight on the 1st of the quarter and um the physical books to people that backed it for the physical edition start shipping out as soon as that happens for the most part. Mm-hmm. And then uh digital versions become available for purchase by the general public around the 14th of each month and um physical books become available in stores with different covers and everything like like not limited edition covers. Uh a about three months later, so like basically, like when the next book came out, um, the previous one would be available in retail stores. So like you can go in the Barnes and Noble right now and buy the first three secret projects with regular covers instead of like the fancy kind of like embossed covers that the uh, the Kickstarter got everybody. Okay. Yeah. But so the final one is most connected to his overarching universe. So he's the writer that does the um the Cosmere, where the majority of his books all take place in, like, a shared universe, like, like, Marvel and DC, um, uh, but generally on different planets with different magic systems, um, different eras of technology, um, so, like, uh, some of them are a little more advanced and have, like, actual machinery, some of them are definitely more that, like, medieval fantasy where they still ride horses and fight with swords and all that sort of stuff, um, one of the more recent ones was more of a, um, like, industrial revolution era, so... People had guns, um, there were trains to get people from place to place, but individual travel was still, you know, horse or carriage, stuff like that. Um, so this last one was actually following a character from one like one of those stories, um, set much later than the rest of them, and it was really good. I enjoyed it a whole bunch. Um, the other three secret projects took me, like, four days to read, and like I said, they're all, like... 450 pages, give or take. Um, I read this one in just over a day. Like, I started it on Sunday, and I finished it Monday morning. It was just one of those, like, couldn't put it down, because it was just moving so quickly. Um Yeah. Th- thoroughly enjoyed it. Um I guess I'm gonna, to, since you guys don't care, um, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about actually what was going on with it. So, if you don't want to know about the secret projects, um, spoilers for number four, like, including the title, and the character that it followed and all that stuff now. Um, so the title of this one was called The Sunlit Man and it follows a character from the Stormlight Archive named Sigzel who, he was a member of Bridge Four, which people who read the books will know, and he was a Windrunner, which is one of the the classes of basically magic knights that exist in in that world. Um, and this is decades later. Uh, we don't know the exact time frame, but he, he makes a reference that he has been with his current um, partner, which is a, is a spirit called a spren, for decades. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is not the spren that he had in the Stormlight Archive. So at some point beyond the fourth book of that, um, something happens to his initial spren, he bonds to a new one, and then decades pass. And he's basically, he, something happened to him that now lets him jump between worlds, almost like um, like Quantum Leap. Only not into like other bodies. Just when he when he builds up enough um, power, he can leap to just a totally different planet in that universe. Okay, and there there is a, a mercenary group hunting him because of the the thing that he had for a little while, and he's just he's perpetually on the run. Um, he also has a kind of a curse that actually stops him from being able to fight back. So these guys can attack him and on other planets he can be attacked and all he can really do is defend himself and run away. So a lot of this book is him finding kind of clever ways to get out of confrontations without being able to actually fight back. Um, which I thought was actually super interesting because a lot, of, in a lot of these books, as soon as the people get the ability to use magic, um, it just kind of ends up becoming all offense all the time. Like, cause especially in Stormlight Archive, when they get their powers, um, they can summon a weapon at will that can basically become any weapon. So it can become a sword, a spear, a shield, and the blades that, that this weapon can form can cut through anything. So it can, it can cut a, a rock in half. It can also, s- it won't cut human flesh, but it will sever your soul. So if you get your arm cut by it, um, you basically just lose that arm. Like it becomes just like a dead limb. But if you get, you know, your spine cut or your neck cut, you're essentially dead. Um, and he can't do that. Anytime he even tries to form his blade as a blade, his body just locks up and nothing happened. Hmm. So it, it was a lot of this book of him, like, basically forming tools out of his, out, out of the weapon, and, um, using, like, crowbars to defend himself from, like, other people with swords. Like, shit like that. And throughout, basically, the first three quarters of the book, he actually never refers to himself as Sigzel. So you don't, you know that he's from the planet Roshar, which is is Stormlight. Um, you know that he, he was a Windrunner, and you know that he knows certain characters because he, he drops names and he alludes to, like, very specific things that um, that group of characters did. But you don't really know exactly who it is. Like, y- you have some—there are some obvious allusions to who it probably is just based on, like, the character description and everything. Um, but it's not till near the end that somebody finally says, like, well, what is your actual name? Because he just keeps referring to himself as Nomad, um, that he actually says his name. And it's kind of like a moment of just like, oh, shit. So this is where, like, something goes terribly wrong, apparently. And this guy now spends his life on the run. And he Mm -hmm. says a bunch of times that, like, he can never go back to his home. Like, for both the protection of the people there because of these mercenaries after him and because he, he feels that he, like, shamed himself in something that so just it leaves a lot of like weird, open ended. What's going to happen um, later on? And because Stormlight is supposed to be a ten book series, and only four books are out right, so there's like a lot of story left to see, like kind of how he gets to where he ended up. Um, but like the this little like you know four hundred page book like hit a lot of really good story points for that character who was never a main character in Stormlight. Like he was never like a POV in those books. Um, he was just kind of, he was around in all of them. Like, he was, he was a prominent secondary character, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, and now we got him as, like, a, a primary character and really the only POV for almost the entire book. It was just, it was very good. Like, all, all four of these secret projects were actually, they, they were solid. Um, this one and the first one were easily the best. Um, the first one just had a lot of, like, Princess Bride, um, vibes to it which is one of the uh one of the inspirations that that sanderson had in writing that one um and like like that one just felt like it that one felt the most fully formed uh but i feel like this one being an extension of this already existing series um kind of sits right there with it because it didn't have to build a whole new a whole new cast it really only had to introduce some characters for this one-off story while giving us somebody that we already knew yeah um it's also the, the planet that this one takes place on was just interesting because it was, the inhabitants are people from another planet in one of his, his other novels, um, that kind of ran to this place, but it's a very small planet. Apparently they, they can, um, go, go around the whole planet in like six hours. Um, but the sun is so powerful that if you basically get touched by the sun at all, you immediately, you're just dead. Like you just burst into flames and you're gone. And, um, it just every, every day, it just travels the sky, completely melts the landscape, and then basically reforms almost like it, like it turns to lava. And then as the sun goes away, a storm follows that and cools everything down and creates a completely different landscape than the day before. So the, the whole, like the, the civilization on this planet is basically constantly, they're running from each other and from the sun the whole time, trying to just, stay ahead of both of them in these, um... They're basically... It's basically a modular, like, like um... Airship.
1: It's, it's, uh... It's Snowpiercer, but in this space.
0: Yeah, is the one on the train, right?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the train continues to go around the world. I don't know why... I've never actually seen it, so I don't know the actual full story of it. I've always wanted to watch it. But all I know, is that, yeah, it goes... It continues to travel around the world over and over and over because... The world has frozen over, and if it stops, everyone on the train is going to freeze.
0: Yeah, that's... it. It's I mean, it's almost like reverse in this one. Like, instead of freezing, they'll, they'll burn yeah, yeah, to death. Yeah, yeah. And that's, um, I think
1: that's similar to... I think that's how Venus is. Venus, if you're on the dark side of Venus, if you're on the opposite side of the sun, it's not melting and burning. But the second the sun hits it, it's melting and burning.
2: That's Mercury you're thinking of? Is
1: it? Is it? Yeah,
2: Venus is covered by a giant, super thick atmosphere that venus is like sweltering hot okay the whole planet okay, then it is Merc-
1: i knew it was mercury or venus cuz they're the first two planets i just i assumed it was i assumed mercury was just always melting cuz it's the closest planet to the sun uh um, yeah I but it venus has no was atmosphere or very
2: yeah. little atmosphere so the side that's away from the sun is incredibly cold cuz there's yeah. nothing keeping any heat in whereas yeah the side facing the sun is like Fucked. It's like thousands of degrees, hundreds of degrees for sure. Yeah, yeah, and that's a, a lot
0: of other like fictional stuff has done similar stuff. um What was the second Riddick movie? Chronicles of Riddick. Um, that prison planet they go to, where the prison's underground. Yeah. Um, when they're escaping from there, they have to basically run in twilight because it's like as soon as the sun touches them, it's just going to kill them. But if they're in too much of the darkness, the the temperatures drop like below zero.
1: Yeah, right. I remember that. Um,
0: that's not quite how this one did it. Like it, the the nighttime side was not so cold or anything like that. In fact, in some cases, they would get very far ahead of it. Um, the catch was the sun was both how they were able to grow crops because I guess like the plants on that planet had adapted to being able to survive that somehow, and it's also how they got their energy. Um, it's the darkest solar energy. Um, they basically had to sacrifice people, so. The good guys, um, would only ever do it to, um, basically people that that were, di- <clears throat> excuse me, that were dying Any anyway. So, like, elderly that they knew only had, like, a few weeks or whatever to live would basically volunteer to go sacrifice themselves, get destroyed by the sun, and they would basically leave, like, a blob of, um, magic power behind in, like, a mm-hmm. crystal sort of thing. Yeah. The bad guys just sacrificed whoever they felt like because, you know, bad guys, <laughs> um, and that was sort of how the, the magic system worked in this, was people basically became the energy that the ships used to fly. Um, the bad guys had a way of implanting something similar to that inside of people and turning them into not zombies because they were controllable, but kind of like they lost all sense of themselves and only wanted violence. So unless somebody was there that could control them, um, they, were just, they would just attack anything that moved, even if it was like allies. So, but yeah, overall, really, really good book. Um, all, like I said, again, all four of them were good. The second one was the weakest, but it was also the only one he wrote that wasn't connected to his larger universe. It was kind of its own. It was in a seki or Sekai, however you say it, you know, like sword art and stuff like that, where dude got trapped inside like uh, an alternate universe. And it just it hit all the wrong tropes instead of like the ones that could have been fun. But gotcha. That eh, you know, three out of four books in a year being pretty fucking good is not bad. Yeah. Right, writing four books in a year is is its own fucking accomplishment. Having three yeah. of them actually be good mm-hmm. books is fucking crazy.
1: Nah, three, four books in a year, that's simple. That's easy.
0: Let's see you do it.
1: I've, I've done it already. Just never released oh. any of them. Okay, we'll I do it again. I wrote them and then deleted them. They were for my well, eyes only. Good. Well, go ahead and do it again. All right. Just did it.
0: Nothing but a giant spelling error.
1: Probably. <laughs>
0: Uh, But, yeah, anyone that's interested in actually, like, checking those out, they're definitely worth picking up. Um, So, this one will go on sale in, like, two weeks or so, a week and a half at this point. And Mm -hmm. uh, I assume in January is when the physical edition will be available to buy, like, on Amazon and in stores. Not sure what the cover will look like for this one, but so far, most of the the retail covers have actually been pretty good. Um, So, even those are worth picking up if you just like having, like, nice-looking physical versions of books. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. That That's Secret Project 4. Nice. I enjoyed it. Nice. So, Rich, huh. you went and played some games about dying.
1: Yeah, ab- about dead. Like, not not about dying, It's just about dead. Well, I just
0: assume you died a lot in them.
1: Oh, uh, so we'll start with Left 4 Dead, then. Um, so, uh, on stream in October, I'm doing, uh, Dead October, every title, asterisk, with the exception of the occasional Sea of Thieves stream, um... It has Dead in the title. Hopefully we do spooky stuff and see if they use just to compensate it for being spooky month. Uh, but we will be doing some Dead by Daylight. Um, and, but we're primarily playing the, the Dead Island series and Left for Dead. On Tuesdays is Left for Dead. It's me, my buddy Timmy, uh, streamer Alien, and his girlfriend. And so yesterday was the first day we played Left for Dead. Uh, the first one. We have both of them. And so we're gonna try to get through both of them. Uh, we played for th- two and a half, three hours. And we couldn't get through the first chapter of Left 4 Dead 1. We forgot how hard the Left 4 Dead game. I really don't remember them being this hard. Um but we were it we did it was the hospital and we got to the last level, but it, we tried it like four or five times and just could not beat it. Because in Left For Dead One, the last level is just an onslaught. It is just kill zombies. Um and just survive. But Zombies are coming from everywhere, and you need perfect communication. Um, hold on. Oh, he stops now. Great. Um. Honestly,
0: that, that was so clear for a second. I thought that the ice cream man was, um, outside my house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's on the corner right now, so he's, somebody's probably buying ice cream, which is why he's off. Then he's gonna turn on, and he's gonna drive down the block, and then you're gonna hear him again as he goes to the apartments. It's, it's I did, I wasn't expecting the ice cream man at, on, on October fourth.
2: Dude, they came around my my area like seven thirty PM like yesterday or the day before. I'm like, it's way dark now. What are you doing? Yeah. Like like I mean we I we used to have one
1: ice cream press and it came around here when I was a, a wee lad. Um when we lived in the apartments behind my house. Uh they were known as Dairy D and they would show up around like nine, nine thirty.
0: So somebody got ice cream? ...is what happened there.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, well, Rich, go ahead.
1: I was just... I was gonna wait for them to go by... ...so you could just cut it out.
0: Nah, it'll be fine.
1: Okay. Um... So, yeah, we... We played... We started... Chapter 1, Part 1... I was like, we're gonna play on the harder... Diffi- ...on, like, the... not ...on hard difficulty... ...because we're a bunch of... ...streamers who... ...sort of pro gamers... ...and, like, I think it'd be funnier... ...to play it on the harder difficulty. We should... We should be fine... Uh, not realizing that my one buddy never played Left 4 Dead before, um, and the other two, I mean, they've played it before, and they used to play it a lot, but, like, I just realized while playing it, I've only ever done Chapter 1. I've never done any of the other chapters, because Left 4 Dead 1, at least, unfortunately gets very redundant, where it's play through five levels, the last level is survive an onslaught of zombies, and that's it. There's not, like, differing, it's just go from point A to point B. There's not really, like, a different objective in each section of the level. It's just start here, get to here, in every level. Whereas, like, in Left 4 Dead 2, they actually add little objectives throughout each of the levels. And you need go do this thing or that thing to make it a little bit uh easier. And then there's, like, uh not easier, but more interesting to play. As well as, like, there's more variation to the weapons that you can get in Left 4 Dead 2. But, yeah, I didn't... I completely forgot how hard Left 4 Dead 1 was. So... We die. We can't even get out of the main, the first starting building in uh, in hard mode. We try that three times. I'm like, all right, guys, vote to put it on normal difficulty. We put it on normal difficulty. We're we we go. Uh, uh, we make it to the last level, and then we just we couldn't. Uh, we almost had it cleared. Almost had it cleared. We were able to get to the point where we just had to evacuate. But the two people left alive were were attacked by hunters and 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 smokers. One was jumped by a hunter. The other one was grabbed by a smoker as uh as they were running to the helicopter and just knocked us out because we were getting such bad RNG when it came to the the specials that were coming out. It would be like four boomers in a row constantly puking on us or bowing up on us, or it would we would generally have nine times out of ten we would have at least two hunters and they would pounce on two of us at the same time almost every time and I was just like man they they changed this game a lot and they changed the AI a lot between Left 4 Dead 1 and Left 4 Dead 2 for sure I don't remember this game being so hard
0: so is it like the game is hard or you guys were just bad because you haven't played it in a decade
1: it could be it could be 50 50 uh could just be like we weren't really having like great communication but like, again, that, that leads more into the difficulty of the game. Like, you need to communicate, you need to talk, you need to know where everyone is. Like, there would be times, like, we, we would get into a, a rhythm, and like, some of us would know who to be up front, who to be in the back, some of us would always be crouched down. But there were times where, like, we're, we're, we ha- we're having zombies come at us, and I need to reload, so I'm gonna duck back. And not even thinking about it, I pop up from being crouched down and get shot six times in the back of the head. Then I have to crouch down real quick because it's like, oh shit, they're right behind me shooting at the same things I'm shooting at. Why did I get up? And so it's just like, maybe it's part we haven't played in a long time. Maybe it's part it is actually hard. Like, I do remember it being hard. I just don't remember it being this hard. So, like, what
0: I'm hearing is you need to, you need to really get good.
1: Yeah. So, probably what's going to happen is we're going to play Left 4 Dead 1 next week. We're going to start it where we left off. Um, and I told him, I was like, look, if we're not, if, if, if it gets too stale, if it gets too mundane, we will switch to Left 4 Dead 2. We'll just jump right over Left 4 Dead 2. I don't feel like we have to beat Left 4 Dead 1, but if after the end of these four weeks, we're still in Left 4 Dead 1 and we're having a good enough time, I'm totally o- uh, okay with, continuing the Left 4 Dead playthroughs until we get through all of Left 4 Dead 2 every Tuesday until we're finishing. I am totally okay with it. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but right now it's like we might just take the jump to Left 4 Dead 2 because it is a, in my opinion, Left 4 Dead 2 is a much better game. than Left 4 Dead is a fantastic game, but Left 4 Dead 2 just added so much more to the game that it's just it, it's more worthwhile to play just Left it. Dead. What was that game
0: from God Back it might have been Blood. earlier this year? Back for Blood. Thank you.
1: Yeah. It's the that's... same team. It's the same team that made the Left For Dead, so it's basically a Left Left For Dead three. Um it's the same exact teams, but it's WB who owns it. Um we we might jump into that too. Uh, I was talking to Alien and he was like he he never gave it a, a, a try. Uh, or he didn't really give it much of a shot, and I'm like, look, I really enjoyed it, so if you want to get back into it and try it, I'm down to play it again. So we, we, I, we might jump back into that, too, at some point.
0: You're, you're breaking your whole thing, though. There's no but dead in not,
1: that. Not, not in, not in October, though. Like, that, that'll be down the line. That'll be, like, like, after we're done, the left for deads, probably. Because not all of the four of us have it, and, like, I, I mean, I'm already breaking it because I have, I'm, where I'm also doing Sea of Thieves, because, one of the people that I we play Steve Thieves with on Thursdays, she does not like spooky, scary games, and so, like even Dead by Daylight is too spooky for her. She has to be in a, a different mindset to be able to play it, play that, which is why we're still playing Steve Thieves on Thursday. How about Dead Rising? Um, I could do Dead Rising, but i I, I don't think I don't see Dead Rising as much of a scary game.
0: Well, no, I was thinking for the person who can't do scary games.
1: I, mean, I get I, maybe I don't know. I was playing. I don't remember what I was playing. That she thought was too scary and it wasn't scary. This is a while ago though. I don't remember what it was. But like, she just, she doesn't do scary at all. She doesn't really like scary. So, which is fine. Some people just don't yeah, like scary. to each their own. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, we died a lot in Left for Dead. Um, and I had a troll on my YouTube live stream or something. I don't know. He kept telling us like how old we were. He, he, at one point, he was like, how, how, he was like, how many? And I'm like, this dude he they weren't speaking full English, so they're speaking broken English. And it'd be like, How many? question mark. I'm like, What do you mean? Like how many players? we were full, we've got a team of four. It's me and me and friends. And then they were like, How 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 age? How many age? I'm like, what what do you mean how how many age? We're old people, we're adults. And then like we kept dying. It's like how how are you bad? How how are you not how are you not winning? Or something like that. And then at one point he asked me, How is your dad dead? or something like that. I'm like, what? Huh? Alright, you're- f- I'm- I-, I was like, guys, give me a second, and I blocked him on YouTube. I timed him out. I was like, I have no idea what the hell you were talking about. Um-
0: Yeah, it's weird the way people, like, is that really the best thing people can do with their time? Like- <sighs> Right? Cause it- like, you- you're just- we, uh, like, you're just getting blocked afterwards.
1: We started the podcast talking about a streamer who hired a prostitute for a live stream. That's different, though. That was content. Is it, though? Is yes. it content uh, yeah. that needs to be made? Like, <laughs> oh, no, actually no. not. But, but like, people different. going in and
0: trolling people on stream, it's like, they're just going to block you. Like, yeah. Yeah. or ignore yeah. you entirely.
1: Well that was, I mean, it's, it's, there are people out there that specifically look for small broadcasts to troll the broadcaster because they think that the broadcaster's going to be too afraid to do anything because you, you just got a view. You just got a, 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 a follow. Um, I remember, I'll never forget this, this is the first band I ever had on Twitch. Um, I was playing, I was getting ready to play, um, The Division 2 with with a couple of buddies. And I was, like, running around doing my own thing while I was waiting for them to come on. And this was, like, this was so early on in streaming, I am streaming from my PlayStation. Like, that's how early this was. It was, my, I think it was even my PS4, not even my PS5. I don't know, it was probably my PS5. Yeah, so streaming from my PS5, not from my PC. And uh, this dude comes on, this child comes on, and just comes out of nowhere and says, I touched little kids, and I'm like, no, my guy, we do not say stuff like that on here, that is, I will, I'm going to delete that message, we don't say shit like that, Uh, it's your one and only warning, and he says it again, and I'm like, you say stuff like that again, I will ban you, and I will block you, and he straight up was like, no, you won't. You're not going to ban me. You don't have the guts to ban me. I'm like, yes, I will. Like, Try me. Says it again. I'm
2: like, but banned. It's like, I, uh, I do like that you gave him a one and only warning and then didn't ba- do anything when he did it a second time. No,
1: no, no. Like, I, he, I I gave him the one and only warning, and then he said, you won't ban me, you won't, and then said it the second time, and that's when I banned oh, okay, him. I, okay, I, had okay. the, I had the story a little mixed up. But no, yeah, he didn't say... he, he he, he said it. I said, no, we don't say stuff like that. This is your only warning. Or um, if you say stuff like that again, I'll ban you. He tells me that I'm not going to ban him. Uh, and, and then says something about the, the nature of touching little kids. And I was like, nope, bye. And I reported his ass to Twitch and said that he says some terrible, gross, disgusting things. So it's like, yeah, people well, out there. Good job when, on that part. Yeah. People out there, when they see a small broadcaster, they take it. They, they take it as a challenge to see if they can stay on that small broadcaster's channel. Because then if they can stay on there, they can find the other trolls who want to say shit like that on it. And then that's what your channel becomes. So, like, as a small creator, as a small streamer, you need to be proactive on what, what, whatever you do or don't want on your stream. Which
0: makes... That makes a yeah. lot of sense. Yeah. But uh, uh, anything else you want to say about Left for Dead?
1: No. And the game's hard. I love it though. It's it brings me back playing that game. It's so it's such a good game. It is like even was it twelve years later something like that. It's still a really good game. Wow, is that game really that old? I don't know exactly. I know it's at least ten. I don't know exactly how old it is. But... Oh,
2: <laughs> let's see. The last time I played Left for Dead was thirteen or eleven years ago. Two thousand eight. Left for Dead. Two thousand eight. Two thousand and eight. Yeah, it so is yeah. fifteen years old. So, I mean, it was all in the 360, so it sounds right.
1: Yeah. And it's st- it still holds up. It's still a good game.
2: Left 4 Dead 2 was 2009.
1: I didn't realize they were only a year apart from each other.
2: You know, you saying that Left 4 Dead 2 was way different, I really don't feel like it was that different. So, Left 4 Dead 1...
1: it, it, it Left 4 Dead 2 graphically looks better, in my opinion. Um, the gameplay is essentially the same. It's you start in a place, you have to go to a different place. But in each level, for for the most part, as far as I can remember in Left 4 Dead 1, you start at a section and you go to a section. And then that's it. That's all you do. You, you start from start to end, you're just fighting hordes of Zombies. But in Left 4 Dead 2, each of the levels, each of the different segments in each of the chapters have like, some of them are start in point A and at point B. But some of them are start in point A, go to point B, do an objective for point B to then get to point C and finish. And so there's like, they, they added quite a bit more to make the game less of just, oh, go from point A to point B, uh, if I remember correctly. Like I, I, my, most of my memories for Left 4 Dead 2 is really just the first world, the first chapter, because like that's, anytime we, we would play the game, that's all we would play is the first chapter, and then we'd go back to it like three years later, and we would play the first chapter. Like, my total playtime hours for Left for Dead 2 is only 13 hours, um, which Left for Dead 1 is 25, 25 and a half hours. But that's also since they started tracking your playtime. Uh, I don't know how much it was when it first came out.
0: I definitely don't know. Yeah. But uh, how about, uh, whatever the other one was
1: called? Dead Island. Dead Island.
0: Something? Dead Island.
1: Dead Island, yes. Uh, let me tell you, Dead Island is great. It is great. Like, I forgot how much I, I enjoyed that game as a kid, uh, and then I re- realized how, why I forgot how much I enjoyed that game as a kid is because I I didn't finish it. I barely touched it. are um, weren't you like
0: 20 when that game came out?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's still 13, it's still 15 years ago. I was a kid. So
0: it, it came out 2011.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's, I turned, I, I, I was born in 88. So it's twenty twenty three. You right? you were not a child playing no, this no. game. Two thousand yeah, twenty eleven. Yeah, it's twenty three. I mean that's still twelve years ago. As also holy
0: shit, Dead Island's from twenty eleven.
1: Yeah, it's it, it's it's older. It's an old ass game. Dead Island two was in production for twelve years. It finally released. Exactly. Um but like I forgot how much I enjoyed this game because I never beat it. So it came out in twenty eleven where, like, and it was during that era of, like, co-op games, where it was like, it was made for both single player and co-op, but it, the game is better in co-op. And I, I feel like that still stands a little bit. This game might be a little bit more enjoyable if I had people playing it, playing it along with me. Um, but it is still, like, a very fun game. But when this game came out, I bought it and I had a crew of four people that I played Xbox games with, and, we were supposed to play it together. And so I was refusing to play it solo because we were supposed to play it together. We we're supposed to get together like every couple of days and play it and beat it together. Um, that's not how that works though. No, it never works like that. Plus, then I had one of the guys create his own solo campaign, play the game, beat the game, and then spoil the game for me at certain points. And I was like, all right, well, I'm done. I'm done. I guess I were not playing this because I, it was, it was a, it was a different time for me in gaming where like, I, I refused to play games more than once as well. Like I, it was like, all right, I'm, a, I'm, I'm playing the game for the story. I'm going to play it once and I'm going to be done. I'm going to go to some other game or I'm going to play call of duty. Like that, those were my options. Like play this game with this story once or call of duty. That's all I'm playing. I'm not, if I'm not going to go back and play through this story multiple times, I'm not going to play through it by myself and then play through it with people. If I'm going to play a game. I'm going to play the game with people or by myself. Not both. Um, So it's like, I just, I never, I never got past the first area, the beach of Dead Island. It's, uh, it's four regions. It's Beach City, Jungle, Lab, I believe is how it goes. I don't, I don't really know the last location. I just know it's Beach City and Jungle. Um, and I just, I forgot how fun the game was, how ridiculous it can be. Uh, the, definitely dated when it comes to voice acting and voiceover, because it's, Friggin' thirteen years old or whatever we determined, um, but it's still it is a very fun game to play and a very fun game to just like get into and reminisce about. Um, and like the the crafting system could definitely use some work. It's it's dumb that you need both supplies and money to craft things. Um, but it was it's an early game where crafting first started becoming a thing. Cobb, you would definitely hate it because there's weapon durability. Yeah, that sounds um, terrible. Why would, why would I want a game with weapon durability? I mean, because weapons break. Do they, though? They do. Weapons break. Uh, I they don't. Do. Th- they do, but not the way they do in fucking video games. Well, I mean, that's just because, I mean, they probably do. You just if, don't swing weapons around that much as you do in video games.
0: If I hit somebody with a metal baseball bat six times, that metal baseball bat still going to be a usable metal baseball
1: bat. Yes, but it's going to have some damage on it. Is it? Yeah, I mean probably. Not, not, not not very noticeable. It's still gonna potentially have some dents and dings in it. Yes, can you still use it? Yes. And in Dead Dead Island you can still use things it's it, but it, you're you're oh, you're very over exaggerating on durability on weapon durability in games.
0: No, I mean like like Legend of Zelda durability was like six swings and it's dead.
1: It wasn't. It wasn't. It was I just
0: I just played Tears of the Kingdom. I, I
1: and I played I played the, the the Breath of the Wild, and I would do the Flurry of Blows, which was like 17 hits per hit, or 17 hits every time you would hit it, and it still had the same weapon after each flurry.
0: They, fuck it, so the beginning of Tears of the Kingdom, everything breaks after less than 10 hits.
1: Because you're using sticks and rusty old weapons.
0: Yeah, that's stupid.
1: Well, it's difficult, it's level of difficulty. It is, the is Tears of the Kingdom is, Tears of the Kingdom is, Tears of the Kingdom is, is is Nintendo's answer to Soulsborne? It's what I that's, the fun. that's what I've what I've understood from this game. From what I've seen of other people play it, I haven't gotten to play it. Yet. Um, but this game has weapon durability. Uh, but you can repair the weapons by just going to a workbench and just putting money into the workbench. You don't need supplies. You don't need like wood to repair your wooden bat. You you need a hundred and fifty dollars. And you just put it into the drawer of the workbench, and your wooden bat repairs. Or if you want to upgrade your wooden bat, I guess maybe you're wrapping the money around your weapon, uh. and that's it's just absorbing. Like it's maybe using like resin, but no, you don't need resin to do this. So like you're just stuffing money into the weapon or something uh, to upgrade it. It's the same thing. You're stuffing money into the weapon, and it just gets stronger. But I mean, then that's to- how upgrades work. But then you just throw to- money,
0: and you get a better thing.
1: But what are you giving money to?
0: The weapon, the weapon gods.
1: But 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 you're upgrading it. You're not at a person saying, "Hey, make my bet better." You're physically at a workbench. Well, it's, it's like a vending you. machine.
0: You gotta you gotta put the money into the vending machine workbench to get the uh, the wood or the copper or whatever to then upgrade it.
1: Then then explain why I still need to pay money to craft a stronger weapon, like to, not to upgrade my weapon. But when I go to, say, turn my baseball bat into a baseball bat with a saw blade on the end of it, when I have to collect all the materials to be able to put those on there, why do I still have to spend money to get that as well?
0: So that you can use all the tools at the workbench.
1: But the tools are just sitting there. I'm not, like, unlocking. The the tools are just
0: there. No, they're actually magneted down. It's kind of like, you know, when you go to like an Aldi or something like that, you gotta uh, put the coin into the shopping cart. But,
1: but, but then I should be getting my money back when I put the tool back, cause that's how, no, because it's also like
0: a gotcha game. It's basically those shopping carts if they were a gotcha game.
1: Uh, <laughs> I getcha. I get you.
0: But at least, at least you know which tool you're getting. It's not like a, oh, I'm gonna put a dollar in and hopefully I get that hammer well, and not the fucking screwdriver.
1: Actually, you know what? It costs like $150 in order to get like, in order to upgrade these weapons, so maybe it is a gotcha game straight up, and you just when you don't get the 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 tool you need, you have to put it back, and that's why you every time it's random. It's, it's one in a so
0: hundred and fifty um chances, so yeah.
1: And some weapons are even more money, but like, it's just to me, I, I I thought that was just like a weird concept of hey, go you're at this resort, people are rich as fuck because they're at this resort, so you're just taking their money out of their wallet. Uh, you can buy things from vendors, but also when you're repairing your equipment, you don't use the items you grab when you're running around. You don't use the wood that you might grab or, or the batteries or whatever. You just put money into your weapon. <laughs> I'm just like, what, what is this? What is this? Uh, the great thing is, like, you can definitely tell this game was made with, like, poor knowledge of certain coding because they don't differentiate whether you're playing solo or with people where because anytime you're in a conversation with someone, they're always saying you guys, all of you like meaning the entire cast of playable characters and not just the character you are. And so rather than like programming it to be like, Oh, well if this person's playing by themselves, you just say one person or if this person's playing with anybody else, you play, you you say multiple people It's just like, it's an older era in gaming where they just took, they took the easy way out of just saying, well, we'll just make it seem like everyone's there all the time. Because even in cutscenes, if you see, there was one cutscene I've seen so far, and all four playable characters are in that cutscene, but I'm playing by myself.
0: Yeah, because I guess, like, game lore-wise, like, you're by yourself, but they are still there with you.
1: Yeah, they're supposed to be there with you. The four of you are immune, but it also doesn't make sense because you don't, what happens is you wake up in your room during the initial onslaught of the zombies. You leave your room, you get attacked, and, uh, like, a, a, some people help you get out of the resort into the safe house that you start in. It's not like all four of you are together. It's literally one of you are together, and w- there's one bed that all four of you are laying on at the beginning of the game. It, it's just, it's weird. It, it doesn't fully make sense, but yeah, they just took the easy way out, which is fine. It's just, I find, it's, it's funny. It's just one of those funny old school gaming things that, like, you never really notice or never really think about until you play it 15 years later. Um, but, yeah, it's still, it's, it's a great game. The, um, the gunplay is a little rough because, like, for instance, you can only carry a maximum of 50 ammo per ammo type, uh, guns. Here's one thing that really I find silly. You don't start to get guns until halfway into, until, like, near the end of chapter two. So is it um, all,
0: um, it's melee prim- weapons early uh, on?
1: Primarily melee weapons, however, one of the characters specializes in, in guns. So, her abilities, she can't even use a lot of her abilities and buffs until she, you get to, like, near the end of chapter two, when you start getting into gunfights with people. So, like, it, to me, I'm like, that just doesn't make sense why you would, like, obviously it makes sense why guns would be rare, but. At the same time, like, that kind of sucks if you chose to be that character. Because then also, later on in the game, when you do get to, like, the jungle and the labs, from what I hear, guns are given out a lot. Whereas melee weapons aren't. But enemies are still getting as strong as you are because the game world levels up as you level up. Because, of course, that's how games were back then in the day. And that's a frustrating concept. Um, So that, like, your weapons may be a lower level... But you're at level thirty fighting level thirty enemies with level twelve melee weapons because maybe they're not dropping as many melee weapons because they're dropping more handguns. It's just it's a silly silly concept.
0: That is kind of dumb. But like, yeah, you figure guns like and, and something like that. Like why would um why would guns just suddenly become more common just because you're a little further into the game?
1: Yeah, and it, so it's like. The, the, the first part of the game, it makes sense that the, at least there's no guns really in the first part of the game, because the first part of the game, you're in the resort. You're in the resort area of the island. The second part of the game, you go to the city. So it makes more sense that maybe more people had guns in the city, because it's the city. One of the locations you go to, it's a quest that I haven't done yet, is the police station. Makes sense. There's going to be guns there, and it's available. Then the location after that is the jungle. I've never been to the jungle. I don't know what the jungle's like. Maybe there's a military base or something over there. Then there's, like, a secret lab, which is where the zombies come from, from what I, if I remember correctly, or something. So, like, it kind of does make sense that guns might become a little bit more common because of the locations you are. But it just sucks for the person who might have chosen to play as the gun lady because she doesn't get to utilize her powers until later on in the game yeah that really
0: is kind of just goofy
1: because like and like it's her powers that would be like guns do more damage or her rage meter fills up faster when using guns and things like that whereas like i'm using the melee guy so like melee weapons do more damage my rage meter goes up when i use um uh, melee weapons and rain re- melee weapons uh drop in durability less and things like that so like it just it doesn't make sense that like at that point, when you're playing as her, at least until you get to that section, you're just leveling up survivability because you can't, there's no point to level up your other abilities. I mean, that's, yeah. 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 Uh, but now, yeah, it's, it's, it's such a great game. Do, do you have the second one? I do not have the second one. I'm hoping at some point it goes on sale throughout this month. I doubt it will. Um, but I, I, I we're going to do Dead Island. And Dead Island um, Riptide, which is like their their DLC for the original Dead Island, and then I also have Dead Island Retro Revenge, which we'll probably just do one sit through of that. I'm probably not going to dedicate too much time to that one because it's a it's a side scrolling beat em up. Um, but uh, right now, I, I I haven't gotten Dead Island 2 yet because I the original plan was to play Dead Space, and so if um if de- if the the voice actor strike doesn't happen. And the actor strikes so- signs contract before I'm done. The Dead Islands. I'm gonna go to Dead Space and not Dead Island 2. because I really wanted to play the 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 remake of Dead Space. Which
0: apparently and apparently that was a very good remake. So yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know that I heard much about Dead Island Two after it released. I,
1: I've 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 seen some people play it. I uh, I I haven't heard negative things about it. But you're you're right. Like not a lot of people have played it because. One of the, I think one of the main reasons why not a lot of people played it, or not a lot of people talked about it, was because it's an Epic and PlayStation exclusive, so it's not on Steam. Uh It's mostly on Epic, and so people tend to not buy Epic games. I don't know if it's also on Xbox or anything like that, I just know it is on PlayStation 5, but like, I, it's not on Steam at the moment, and I don't think it ever will be on Steam, so I know a lot of people who want to play it are waiting for it to come on Steam. Um I'm like 50-50 on that, like, I, whether whether I care whether or not it's on Steam or on P- on, on, on Epic, I don't really care. But, like, if there's no cross-playability and it eventually does show up on Steam, then the people who I know are going to be playing it on Steam, I'm not going to be able to play it with, which means I might have to buy it again, which is kind of why I'm, like, holding off until I can convince them just to buy it on Epic. Which, there probably is cross-playability, so it's probably not an issue, but who knows?
2: Uh, there is no cross-play, at least... Yeah. From console to Cs. So. yeah, and then I don't know. I know it's weird sometimes with Epic and Steam thing.
1: Yes. Uh, well, it, it's weird with Epic and anything like to. In order for me to play uh, Ninja Turtles with anybody who has it on Steam, I have it on Game Pass. I need to connect my Epic account, and they need to connect their Epic account to their their things to be able to play together because it's they, 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 the 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 cross play servers are ran through Epic. I
0: didn't realize that.
1: Yeah, it's a pain in the ass too to find some to find friend of yours that are on on Ninja Turtles. It's a pain in the ass.
0: But at least he can do it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: According to Sony, you can't.
1: Uh, y- you might not be able to on PlayStation.
0: Well, no. I remember, like Sony was just like, "Oh, nope, sorry, like crossplay is just impossible."
1: Oh yeah, well, Sony—they just want people to buy their consoles.
0: And then I think it was actually Epic that accident that like quote unquote they- accidentally turned it on.
1: Yeah, they accidentally turned it on on uh, Rocket League.
0: Right, right. It was Rocket League,
2: wasn't it? Yeah.
1: So at one point, for a little bit, and I don't know if they've ever gone back on that. Every Rocket League game was crossplay for like oh, no, no,
2: no. A, Rocket League has crossplay.
1: But no, there was there was this is before Rocket League actually had crossplay. They turned it. It was it was before Rocket League had crossplay between PlayStation and everything else. And it was like it was like initially it was PlayStation to PC only, and Xbox to PC only, but then Epic was just like, Switch, and it was PlayStation to Xbox, and PlayStation had a big fit, and then maybe they just now accepted it.
0: Which, yeah, that very well may be. I mean, Epic also just has, you know, they have enough of a market share that they can kind of force people to do things. Yeah. But anything else you want to say about, uh, Dead Island?
1: No. No. Um... I, I, hopefully I'll have it beat by next week. Uh, I don't think I will. I might, depends on how long I can play on Sunday. Um, I'm hoping to beat it by next week. But we'll see. It, it, it's, 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 I, it, playing these games is bringing back a lot of nostalgia for these games back in the day, and how much I actually loved them, and, like, they're also doing pretty damn good on my stream right now, which, is a shocker, I was not expecting to get some of the numbers I'm getting from playing these old-ass games, so, like... I'm happy. I'm just super happy with these games. Nice, uh, but yeah. So, Cobb, you played the remake of Crisis Core.
0: Yeah. So I have I have not played the whole thing yet. I I've played a couple hours of it. Yeah. Um. I kind of forgot most of how that game just everything. Mm-hmm. Just everything about that game. Other other than you play as Zach, I I kind of forgot it. Yeah. Um,
1: I. I, I, I've really enjoyed it, but I also remembered it getting kind of repetitive because it essentially became, like, an arena-style thing where, like, you would take side quests or quests, they would send you out somewhere, and you just have to run from point A to point B, clearing all the monsters, and then the objective, and then that's it. And it was just, like, kind of repetitive to me.
0: Yeah, and, like, early on, like, I, like, I'm definitely seeing that. I remember enjoying the story. Mm -hmm. And I have memories of at least the, the boss fights being interesting. Um, so far, I've only, I've had one or two boss fights, I feel like. Um, the combat system's fine. Like, it, it's a little bit more action RPG. Um, but it's still very much set in that, like, kind of 2005, 2007, whenever that game came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess probably closer to seven, because it came out when I was working at GameStop. Um, but it, I, it does that weird, um, slot machine thing where, like, you, you'll just randomly get, like, a power up and, that was never my favorite way to like. Hey, your, your limit breaks are based on like if the game just randomly decides to give you one. And as you as you play the game more, you get more possible combinations of characters. Basically, mm-hmm. um, but overall, like so far, like I'm enjoying it. it it's kind of fun to be back and and seeing the story again and the characters. Um, I forgot kind of how shitty Zach was. Like not not like like bad, but just kind of over eager, cocky, kind of like prick ish kind of guy yeah very much that sort of anime character from that period of time um, and I've only seen cloud once so far so like haven't really gotten too far with that whole thing yet um they did do a nice job with the improvements um, visually at least like it does not look like a, a, a PSP game uh, the cutscenes in particular like the, like the new actual cutscenes look really good uh, once it gets into like the in- engine stuff it doesn't look as good, but it still probably looks more like um like a PS3 game at this point than like a PSP game, which is still at least like, it's a pretty big step up, because PSP games didn't look that good. Um, yeah. And they could have definitely done a way worse job, like upscaling or whatever they did to, to get this thing to work. Um, I am playing it on Switch, so I don't know if it looks better on uh, PC or Xbox or PS5, but I figured, like that is a handheld game. It is probably going to play best on a handheld device. So, I w- so I went with uh with the Switch version.
1: Makes sense. Makes sense.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to like actually having time to get a little further into it. So I remember like like later on in the game, once you start getting more of the more of the story and the characters and stuff involved. Like I I haven't met um Aerith yet. I haven't really interacted with Sephiroth other than in like the training missions. Um. I keep wanting to call him fucking Laguna, but that's Final Fantasy VIII. Shit, what's that guy's name? Angelus? Angelo? No, Angelo's the dog. Drew, who's the mentor in Crisis Core?
2: Couldn't tell you. Never played Crisis Core. Really? Yep. I barely ever owned a PSP. I bought a PSP to play uh, Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions, and then that was, like, it. Okay, that's fair. Angeal.
0: His name was Angeal. He... He is a is a soldier first class. He's basically um, Zach's like mentor in the beginning of the game. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and like for some reason in my head, and even when I was starting to play it, and like, like he first popped up, I am like, oh, it's Laguna. I am like, no, that's not fucking Laguna. That's Final Fantasy VIII. And then I did the same thing. I am just like, and then Angelo. I am like, no, that's the dog from Final Fantasy VIII. I am like, why is this guy nothing but Final Fantasy VIII characters to me?
1: True, probably because Final it, Fantasy
0: VIII was the better Final Fantasy.
2: Final Fantasy VIII was 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 good. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I'd say eight better. Eight is very crisis good. Core. Well, no, then, well, then Crisis Core, sure. Then seven, I don't know. Uh, I think I like eight more
0: than seven. I am not sure why, but I think I do. It I might guess. just be because I've played seven so many times that it's just it—it's lost a little bit of like it's—it's it's magic.
1: I mean, I but uh, I—I am on record saying that nine is the best final Fantasy.
0: Nine's actually really good too. Like nine nine's... doesn't get the credit because it—it was the it was the the final game of the PS one generation. Like it came out like. Literally, like the PS2 was, I uh, was about to launch by the time that one came out.
2: Yeah, you know, the PS2 was still like a year away. Or no, never mind. I'm thinking of eight came out on the same day as Dreamcast. Yeah, never mind. So yeah, PS2 probably uh, was.
0: Yeah, and you figure uh, nine was basically it, it was the tail end of that generation. It end was tail. the first one. It was the first one <laughs> to jump back to like the more classic fantasy stuff after seven and eight that were more of that like. Cyberpunk
1: esque mm-hmm. fantasy, yeah. And
0: then I, mean, um, I
1: guess, yeah, I guess you would consider eight cyberpunk. Se- I mean, seven, to,
0: the- seven a little bit too cyberpunk, steampunk sort of fantasy. Yeah,
1: well, seven's definitely steampunk. Eight would probably be more cyberpunk.
2: I, I mean, I don't know. Seven, I'd almost argue seven's more cyberpunk because there's people with fucking robot arms. That's true. True, but, but... There are two characters, at least, with
1: gun arms.
0: <laughs> there are two characters, at least in eight, with gun swords. Well,
2: that's true. That's more steampunk. I guess that's true.
1: I don't know. I It, it is hard to figure out. More, I, like, Seven, I still... Like, just with Midgar and with, like, a lot of the themes in Seven, it, it gives me some
2: more steampunk vibes. Like, I, I so would also and... argue Midgar is more cyberpunk-y.
0: I was gonna say, Midgar to me is more cyberpunk. It's once you get out of Midgar is where I see more of a steampunk vibe. Like, like Junyan, I get more of a steampunk vibe from.
2: Yeah, that's true. Midgar,
0: Midgar very much feels like the, because it has the under city, over city sort of, sort of deal. Uh, Where like, the over city is very like, well off and people are, people are good there. And then the under city is where everything's shitty. So I, I do understand why you would think, um, steampunk based on, Five fifty seven. You spend all of your time basically in the Undercity. Yeah, but,
1: but yeah, it's, uh, it's eight. eight I, don't know. I don't It's hard to place eight just because eight is it's too stuck in realism. Honestly, it it, it like in a sense like to me, it the kinda... buildings
0: can turn into fucking spaceships. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say except for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like know. the the buildings turn into spaceships. I... You go to space. You learn how to summon a giant spaceship alien monster to like. Fight by your side.
1: I mean, I also was never a fan of eight.
0: Well that that was a mistake. You made a mistake.
1: I mean so, I never I I wasn't big into Final Fantasy back then, really in general. Like I it took me years after Final Fantasy Nine had come out to even beat Final Fantasy Nine, and that was because like Shah had challenged me to beat it before he does, or some shit like that. And we had to I, do like we had to complete everything in order for me to do that challenge. Like I
2: I, I don't know that I've ever gotten off disc one of nine. Really, Not, yeah, nine is
1: so good. It is so good. Like, it's 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 hard to explain, but there there's definitely one sequence that it's like I always think about, and it's when like the main character tries to basically leave the group at one point, and it's just like it is it is a very much an unsung hero of Final Fantasy.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely got like a um. It, like it's got bits that are a little bit more of a slog than than like seven does for instance um like I think seven's pacing is overall better um but nine just has a lot of good moments and um and i i like the gameplay in nine i i i like the way um it goes back to so- kind of like the classes when it comes to a lot of stuff but um most of your like abilities and like stuff that you learn throughout the game comes from uh item like the the items you equip and you can kind of like you can trade items between different characters and and unlock different abilities depending on what those characters classes were mhm and i remember like not totally understanding that as a kid um but like going back well i'm mean, not even as a kid as like a 13 14 year old not really paying attention to it um But then, like, going back, like, later on and playing it again and actually, like, reading the thing they explain it to you, I'm like, oh, this is actually way cooler than it sounded initially.
2: Well, I think that's exactly the reason I bounced off of it was I never, like you said, I didn't dig into how the whole skill system worked. And I was like, this is dumb. I'm done with this. (laughs) So And I've never gone back. I think it was a
1: lot of, honestly, I think it was also because we all that was our first fa- or our second final fantasy game like our first final fantasy game maybe even technically third our first final fantasy game was final fantasy 7 and so mm-hmm. it's like the materia system makes sense to anyone materia system is good like i didn't know 100% about like the elemental weapon type uh, materias and like differences between yellow. like i didn't get all of that when i was younger when i, I i'm 2 3 years younger than you guys so, like, none of that stuff really kick- clicked with me, but I liked the story, I liked watching the story play out, but also, my brother would just skip all the dialogue, so I just ended up liking the- watching the game get played, basically. Um, whereas, like, Final Fantasy VIII was so much different when it comes to the skill set that, it, like, it- it is a lot more technical, and so when it came to us playing eight after only knowing seven and not realizing, like, oh, each game is different in a sense of skills and things like that, and all of us still being pretty young, like, it's just, it turned into, like, oh, well, this is just a, this is dumb. I don't like how this works. Like, I I remember the draw system. I'm like, the draw system sucks. Like, this is the dumbest thing ever. And I still think the draw system is dumb. Um, But, like, yeah, like, a lot of the junction system and things like that, it's like, yeah, that's neat if you, like, understand it. And 10 to 15-year-old kid, 10 to 15-year-old age kids aren't fully gonna understand it
2: we were talking about nine no you it's... were talking
1: about seven or no you're no, talking about eight eight had no, the junction system
2: i was talking about not liking nine's skill yeah, system. yeah we were just talking about about nine but the junction like, system made super sense it, it was it, straightforward it's broken it is broken as
1: fuck how how can you not how could you not have understood the the skill system in seven or an eight and nine like it was Use the weapon until you got enough AP that it filled up the weapon and you mastered the ability. Like, I understood that as a that, kid.
2: Like, the the certain weapons also had different abilities for the different characters. And then moving, like, using same items, like, buying multiple of the same items to be able to give them to different characters so they learn different things. And then, like, having to have the item equipped and earn enough of whatever the ability point thing for it to permanently unlock the skill before you can switch to a new weapon even if to find like a new better weapon or armor like and not really looking into that. And then also the Final Fantasy IX strategy guide being so fucked with having to go online for like everything. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That
0: was the one that started like that play online stuff, wasn't yep. it? Yep. Yep. I forgot about that. But yeah, like like nine was definitely the game where the game the game explained it to you, but it wasn't it didn't do a great job of explaining it to you. Like, it kind of forced you into, tr- into like, bad tutorials. Um, Because it, it did the whole Moogle thing, where, it, like, it would pull you out of the game and right. have, like, the Moogle explain it to another Mo- Moogle. And, like, when I was, like, 14, I did not give a fuck. I was not reading all that shit. I skipped all of it. So, like, it never dawned on me that, like, like Drew was saying, you could buy a hat and give it to, like, three different characters. And they would all master different abilities off of that hat. Mm-hmm. Um I was just grabbing whatever equipment seemed to be best for a character and not realizing that they were getting their abilities based on that um so then like i would i would have obviously I'd have abilities because they were getting them off of what I was giving them, but I never really put two and two together that first time playing it. It wasn't until like I went back like you know five six, seven years later and played it again that I realized like oh, this is actually way cooler than I thought it was
1: yes yeah, and and like my my only time really playing eighteen or, or nine was how the fuck did you uh, get eighteen? <laughs> no, no, no. But, but, what you My only time remembering playing nine, I was probably between the ages of fifteen and eighteen. I can't remember exactly how old I was, but I was teen, teen to adult age. Um, I can't remember. I might have been in college. I might have been older than eighteen. I can't remember how old I was when I played nine. All I remember is that me and Shaw had like had the challenge. One of us who would beat it faster than the other. Um, I assume,
0: I assume shot had won because that, no, I think, I think I won.
1: I think I really, yeah. He had already beaten the game once before he was challenging me pretty much. (laughs) I feel like uh, this is going to sound probably potentially dumb, but I feel like he was, I feel like the reason he did that is he knew that was going to be the only way I'd beat it is if he put me into a challenge. Like he wanted me to beat the game, but he wanted like, it was kind of feeding into, like, an idea of ADH brain where everything needs to be a competition or a challenge or, or, or there has to be a, a reward to things. And so, like, he pro- kind of knew, like, hey, this game's really good. He'd probably, you're going to like it. You should play it. Let's, let's see who can beat it faster. And so I, I, I think I beat him. I think the only thing, we were supposed to do everything. We are supposed to 100% the game, uh, with the exception of defeating Cosmo because he's the hardest boss in any Final Fantasy, if I remember correctly, um, and so I had done everything, even gotten Excalibur, or no, I think Excalibur you could only have gotten in the second place, I can't, I can't remember, um, but, yeah, it was, the, the w- word I was trying to get at with this little rant was, I was at an age where, like, and I've always been the kind of person who reads skills, reads items, reads stats, whereas, Cobb, you have outright said, you are, Auto upgrade everything. You don't read your, you don't read your abilities. You don't read anything. You just auto upgrade and use what you use and use what you have. And that's about it. So like, I I learn as I play. So like to me, as I'm reading, like checking the items and checking the, the equipment and the weapons, and it's like, all right, well, this person needs to learn this. That person needs to learn that. Like that was something that like it clicked to me right away. I knew what was going on because like that's how I, I always, I read all of, I, I, I mid-max basically when it comes to some video games. Like I sit there and I read and I try to figure out what, like, what these abilities do and, and how this works and how that works. Like how, what stats this gives me. And like, I don't just sit there and be like, all right, auto upgrade, auto upgrade the whole time. And so that might be a little bit of also the difference between you guys not getting it and me getting it right away and me thinking it's like the easiest system in the world. Yeah.
0: Cause like I don't, I don't want to mid-max stuff. So like I'm very much a, I want to just do what seems cool. And you're going to figure that out usually by just playing versus actually reading instructions.
1: So, so mid, mid-maxing isn't quite the word I was trying to find. Uh, or the term I was trying to find. I just couldn't think of it. But, like, I like to know what my abilities do so I can properly plan what I'm doing. I like to know what my equipment and stats are. So, I, like, I will spend, like, say I'm playing Starfield. And I get a bunch of new weapons and equipment. Or even better yet, because I'm playing Dead Island right now. Uh, every time I go back to the home base, I go through all of my weapons, and I compare them with the weapons I found, see which one has potentially higher capabilities when they're fully upgraded. Like, I'm not just being like, all right, let me grab these items, fully upgrade them, see what happens. I, I'm trying to save my money and not spend too much money, but also, like, I, I sit here and I'm Yolo, like... YOLO,
0: man. Well, Yolo. like it's like...
1: All right, well, this one has higher attack, but this one does higher force damage, so the force damage is going to break the bones more, whereas the attack is going to deal more damage, which one is more useful? Well, this one has higher durability, and so, like, I'm always trying to have a good balance of all of my weapons and abilities and that's like even in Final Fantasy uh uh sixteen, right? Yeah, that's that's the one that just came out. Even Final Fantasy 16, I was like, I was reading all the abilities, I was giving them all a shot, just figuring out which ones do what when they're fully upgraded, to have the best combos that I could have. And and that's just that's how I always when it comes to an RPG, it's understand your stats, understand your abilities, understand your weapons. That's how I've always understood what an RPG would be. So I don't I I cannot I still cannot fathom the idea of like auto rolling when it comes to that stuff. I mean, well, I play I mean, games to
0: have fun. And, like, like I don't Sorry, go ahead. Go. <laughs> no, th- no, that that's really all I was going to say.
2: And for me, it's especially nine coming off of 7 and 8 where essentially you found a new idol, a new weapon, it was going to be better than the one you had before, equip it right away. Nine wasn't that way, and it was frustrating like back then anyway it was like oh i have this better weapon sitting in my inventory but i have to wait another like seven fights till i have this ability unlocked to have to then uh to then be able to switch and remembering all exactly how all that worked and whatnot that i was like okay i'm done i don't care (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah it's like the, the biggest
0: thing in not like i mean it in 7, you only had two things. You had your weapon, and you had your um, bangle. Mm-hmm. Like, that that was all there was, and you basically just equipped those based on... How many material The one you had, had. how was, many material slots.
1: It was literally how many material slots each thing had. Because that's like, you knew it was getting stronger because it had more material slots. The strongest- but like,
0: occasionally... Yeah, because occasionally <laughs> you get the one where like, it was a little bit weaker, but it had all the materia slots and they were all connected so you could do all sorts of fun
2: stuff. Yeah. Or, or it had less materia slots but they were triple AP. Again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But see, like, that Final Fantasy VII, like, I've never... I don't think I've ever beaten the original Final Fantasy VII. I've never gone through and played the original Final Fantasy VII because at when when we had that, when that came out, I was too young, essentially. Like, I, I didn't understand it. I did I, I... Even to this day, until you just said that right now... I didn't know that there were bangles that had triple AP gain. I didn't know
2: that. I don't think there's any armor that has the triple. There's definitely double, but...
1: But you know what I'm saying. Like, I didn't know there was triple or double AP gain in that game until just now. Yeah, like, Like, it
0: it would be like a sword. It only had two or three slots. And there was a good chance they they were individual slots, so they weren't connected. But if you went to, like, one of the areas late game where you got a lot of AP already... And you equip those weapons, you could just level up all your materia super quickly if you didn't mind, like, grinding for a while. Yeah. But, like, and then 8, you had, like, 8 was literally just, yeah, equip whatever weapon you want. Your weapons don't matter. Like, junk junction whatever your favorite magic is to your sword, it's going to do that.
1: Yeah. I mean, my I, I hated 8 because it was the limited casting uh, capabilities. It was, you needed, like, I hated... And again, a lot of my experience when playing these RPGs were watching my brother play, because he capitalized on the gaming, and I didn't really get them. Uh It was watching him play Final Fantasy VIII, and when I would watch him play, most of the time I would watch him play, for the first hour, would just be him drawing to 99. And I was like, this is boring. This is fun to you? This is boring. I hate this. And I would walk away. I thought the draw you- system was bad.
0: <laughs> and if you're playing that way it is like that is the i want the game to be as easy as possible i'm just going to draw all of the magics and then junction them for the perfect build Um,
2: that is the min maxing
0: yeah exactly like i've done that a couple of times just like for fun like um early game when you can go into the garden training center and find the um the plants that do sleep and just drawing 99 sleeps off of them and then junctioning that to your sword it's just silly because then you run around and most enemies that are your level or, like, lower, you just, they go to sleep. As long as they, they're not, like, a special enemy or a boss, you just sleep them every attack.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah. I would
0: never play the game that way, if that makes sense. Like,
1: it, it was also, it wasn't until this year that I found out how easy Diablos actually is as an enemy in Final Fantasy VIII, as, as a yeah. boss. Like, I didn't know. I didn't realize until I was watching a streamer play Final Fantasy VIII, and he was fighting Diablos, and if you silence Diablos, you will win that fight by just attacking the rest of the time. No problem. You don't have to heal. You don't have to do anything else. As long as you get that silence off on Diablos, you win, because his two abilities are... his, His one ability that he can use... When he's silenced is gravity, which only takes away half your health, and it can't lower you less than one. I didn't know that until 2023, and I remember what? having the hardest time ever against Diablo.
0: I and mean, like that's one of those things where like you're you're only going to know that if like you had the the strategy guide basically, like when you're a kid.
1: We did have the strategy guides. We my my brother got. I I never played eight because I didn't like it, and my brother my brother got strategy guides for every game he got. Literally every game we ever played, because GameStop would do that. Well, if you get the premium strategy guide, you get 15% off or whatever for the strategy guide. Right. so we would just buy, we literally bought every strategy guide. And that's what kind of turned us into being completionists a little bit. Is because, oh, well, we have this book that tells us how to do everything to get everything. So let's just do everything and get everything. But, like, I I eventually became to understand that, like, this is fucking boring. Because I'm reading somebody teaching me, telling me exactly how to play. And I don't want to do that yeah that's where like I like I like
0: modern stuff like like your game facts guides or even like the IGN guides where if you're hung up on something or you're trying to figure out how like something works, you yeah. can just jump to that one section, see what you' what what's not clicking for you and move on or like um like game facts has a lot of really good ones for like like the persona games where if you don't play those games very specifically, you can't do the do everything. Mm. So they have really good like all right on this day, go talk to this person so that like you can basically make sure that you get all of the um, the social links and you don't miss any of them yeah. because they're especially in like in four like there's a lot of situations where if you don't if you don't go check a spot on a certain day that person's just not there so if you end up like talking with somebody else that day you might miss your chance to level up a social link with somebody else and then you have to wait another week and if you're coming up on that deadline, you're going to spend a day in the, in the dungeon and miss it again. You know, it's it's easier if you're trying to get that like final boss encounter thing that you need to do to just like follow one of those spoiler free guides. Yeah. So yeah. But, uh, crisis core to, to circle back to that.
1: (laughs) It's, it's cool.
0: Um, it's still, it still feels like a, not a mobile game, like a handheld game from 2007, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like I had fun with it in 2007. I'm having fun with it now. Um, Probably going to take it slow, just because I have played it before. It's not like, at least to my knowledge, nothing is different about it. Um, but I shall see. Um, and I guess, it, either of you guys have anything else you want to talk about?
1: Uh, no, no, it's uh, been, uh, I don't
2: know, uh, Drew?
1: Uh, I mean,
2: you know, went to a couple concerts, been getting to play a lot of Blood on the Clock Tower lately. So that's have been could any concerts. You've been to none. You haven't been to a concert in decades. I went to, like, you... three in the last 12 days. You need to stop For lying to people. Be... Kim, you, you missed Kim flashing the whole crowd. Oh, God,
0: really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a bummer that I had to miss that one, but at the same time, like, I am not a big Matt and Kim fan. Like, I got those tickets because Erica likes them. So, like,
2: I'm more bummed that she missed out on it than that I missed out on it. Uh, fair. And, like, having gone back and listened to a lot of their recorded stuff, there is such a different energy from their live show versus their recorded stuff like if I had listened to their recorded stuff before I mean I'm not going to say I wasn't going to go but I would have had way different expectations than going in essentially blind and then going back and listening to it so like saying you're not that big of a fan like there was way different
0: okay so to be fair I know one of their songs Uh, maybe two I don't know what any of them are called but it was like that one song that was popular like 10 years ago it's shockingly called Daylight, <laughs> you know, it's the, the one word that's
2: repeated a lot in it.
0: I don't know any of the words, I just know that, like, if I hear that song, I'm like, right, that's Matt and
2: Kim. Yeah, and, like, that's literally the only song of theirs I knew going in, and, like I said, I've gone back and listened to them, like, there's not the same vibe listening to these recorded song versions as there was there live from them. Well, that's cool. Are you, um, are you going to the Emo Orchestra on Saturday? No, thought about it, but meh. Just, I'm eh. looking forward to it. Uh, the set list I mean, it'll looks probably fun. Be cool. Yeah, uh, Kenny Hoopla was really good too. Um, if you liked Magnolia Park, like I'd say, give Kenny Hoopla a listen. I don't know. I, I've never heard of him before. Kenny Hoopla. Yeah, he's like, uh, like I said, kind of in that Magnolia Park gym class heroes kind of vibe, like pop punky with a little bit of hip hop. Travis okay. Barker is apparently the drummer on every single one of his recorded songs. Nice. Like, if you look on Spotify, it's all Kenny Hoopla, comma, Travis Barker. So, like I said, did... it was pretty, he was good. I did not, I had, again, another artist I had no knowledge of going into, and was like, okay, yeah, no, he's cool. Nice. Um, did you by chance see that um, that uh,
0: Bearings announced their new tour? I did not. Um, so, I understand why they, they dropped out of the current one. Um, they are now touring with Neck Deep in the beginning of 2024.
2: Okay, so they dropped out of a tour that's now, that is over before 2024, to go on a tour in 2024? Well, like, it, start, it starts in January. <laughs> okay, I'm pretty sure the tour they dropped out of ends next month.
0: Yeah, uh, look, I didn't say it was a good reason, but, I like, they probably don't want to tour, you know, that much, that straight through.
2: I mean, um, sure, that is probably accurate, but...
0: But, like, they dropped out of a tour that was smaller for a tour with a larger band and larger venues. Like, it's still shitty. I'm not defending them. I'm just saying, like, this is probably why they dropped out of that tour.
2: Because,
0: mm-hmm. you know, they went – I think they were supposed to play Union Transfer, right? Yeah. Um, And now I want to say it's – I well, think it's um, Franklin Music Hall or the Fillmore. I mean, no, are U- somewhere. really that Franklin Music, Hall. Franklin Music Hall is definitely bigger than Union Transfer.
2: Yeah. Union Transfer like, Nick, is pretty
0: big. I mean, it is, but, like, it's, it's like, Franklin Music Hall is definitely bigger than Union Transfer. It definitely has a higher capacity. And, like, Nick Deep's a bigger band, so you're just gonna have a larger turnout for them. Still shitty of them to drop, like, last minute from that tour for, like, a non, like, you know, real reason, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah. And, okay, it looks like Union Transfer is, like, 1,200, Franklin Music Hall is, like, 2,500, so, okay. It's that much bigger.
0: Yeah, I thought it was, like, a significant difference, but but, yeah. I will probably go see them, because I want to see Neck Deep, but, you know, there's that. Um, Rich, are you going to any concerts soon?
1: No, no concerts.
0: You, to, you to try, see if you can get tickets for the Emo Orchestra
2: on Saturday.
1: Um, I'm good. I'm good. It'll Elm Street good
2: Loverboy is coming in, like, January? February? Or not Elm, uh, I was, the Elm Street. Prizefighter Inferno. Elm Street Lover is one of their songs. Prizefighter Inferno is coming. Why well, not? <sighs>
1: Excuse me. I had to stretch for a second. Uh, <laughs> No. It's good, uh, at least not for at least the next week and a half. Uh, the 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 family's going to Disney next week, so like, including my sister, and so I don't want to do anything that could potentially result in COVID since they're all going. Um, but also I just I don't want to go to concert right now.
0: What a fuddy duddy.
1: It's just no, it's just honestly, I, mean, I haven't paid attention to any bands coming, but there's li- I'm just. There's just no bands I really want to go see right now. Dude, I don't know who's dude, at the 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 freaking emo orchestra on Saturday, but like I don't it's, really know. If I...
0: So it, it's Hawthorne Heights playing covers of a bunch of like early two thousands pop punk and emo bands. Like they're they're playing like uh, Yellow Card and uh, Taking Back Sunday and Paramore and My Chem and then like yeah. their own music too.
1: Yeah, see, uh, there was there was this uh, uh, kid in high school who heard me listening to Hawthorne Heights, uh, and made fun of me for it. So I stopped listening to Hawthorne Heights. And his name was Christopher Cobb. And I so didn't I've, make fun of you for listening to Hawthorne Heights. No, you you straight up did. You straight up. Did. I have
0: listened to Hawthorne Heights since I was in high school.
1: No, it, it, if it wasn't, it was. I swear it was you who like mocked me for listening to Hawthorne Heights. No. The only band I
0: the only band I've mocked you for is Yellow Card, because I no. don't really like Yellow Card.
1: No, you you also mocked me for Rise Against. But we've gone well, yeah, over that on this podcast before.
0: They're just meh. Like they there's, got so much radio play.
1: But yeah, there was literally somebody who mocked me for liking or listening to like one album of Hawthorne Heights one time and I never listened to that album ever again. So like I don't really know, nor do I really care for Hawthorne Heights, and not because I was mocked for listening to them. I just never really listened to them, and I have a feeling at this point it's probably similar to Boys Night Out, and I'm probably not going to like it.
0: Nah, they're... They don't sound all that similar.
1: Yeah, Chase see, disagrees.
0: Chase, agrees. chase disagrees. No, I... No, Chase agrees. Don't put words into his mouth. No, they... They, they are different enough, but... We, we all know you don't like music. It's fine.
1: No, I just... Yeah, I... I... I like what I like right now, and... It's cool. If, Foo Fighters if, are coming
0: back soon. I think no, they, they announced I'm, their, their I'm tour I don't, for next I year. Don't,
1: I don't need to go see, <laughs> see Foo Fighters again. I've seen them twice, and it was the same exact show each time. So it'll be them.
0: different this time. They got a new yeah. drummer.
1: Oh, uh, it, yeah. It'll be different because they got a new drummer, but it'll be literally the same exact set, except for maybe one or two songs.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll play, like, three new songs, and then they'll play all the hits, because... Yeah. I, what are they they've been in band for almost 30 years now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like that's basically what their tours are. It I mean it's just like Green Day, like Yeah. What once you hit like the 20 to 25 year mark, like you're you're going to play like a couple of your new songs, but you're also just going to play the whole like all of your big hits from the last 25 years. Cuz yeah. that's what people want to hear when they go to a concert, which is great, but also like I I can understand like if that's not your thing being like, yeah, I don't need to hear these same songs again.
1: Yeah. I I, like, I I saw them twice, like two years apart from each other at two separate festivals, and I'm just like, all right, I'm I'm good. Like, I love this band, but like, nothing. Honestly, also, nothing's really gonna top their 20th anniversary or 25th anniversary in DC, where he yeah, like it was the first show that he had with the broken leg.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I've never actually seen them live, so like they're they're a band that like if the tickets weren't going to be ridiculous, which they are, I would go see them, but. They're not, they're not the sort of band where, like, I would go see them again mm-hmm. because, like, I like them, but, you know, I don't ever listen to them. I would just like to hear those songs live once, and that would be plenty. Yeah. Whereas, like, there's other bands that, like, I will go see any time they come around. Like, I've seen Newfound Glory, I think, four times in the last two years. mm mm-hmm. um, i about saw about to Boy- see
2: Hot Mulligan for a sixth time in two years.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I, both of us saw Boys Night Out, what, like, seven times in the span of, like, two and a half years?
2: Uh, yeah i mean i wound up seeing them 13 times in like four years or whatever it was
0: yeah i, ju- I just grabbed two random numbers out of my ass there but like god because they, they came through philly like every third month of the year for like four years so yeah pretty much it was like you could just assume that there was going to be they were going to play in philly at least twice a year minimum mm-hmm. but yeah that's that um how are you guys making before we wrap up how are you guys making out with um with the book have uh, you like, started it yet?
2: Uh, yeah, I read like forty pages the other night. I'll wind up hammering through like forty pages a a night over the next few days to get through the first half. Rich, have you started it all yet? No, I'm struggling getting
1: started on the.
0: What a slacker! No, it's, it's a slow start. Like it's definitely not like a like just get up and go sort of book. It's so.
1: it, it's it's for me. It's just getting the motivation. Like I will have the first half read. But it's getting the motivation to read nonfiction about a personality I have no
2: reference to.
0: So I will say this: um, because you are a sports fan, it at least the I've read the first three chapters. I want to say I think that's um, where
2: I finished, too.
0: It's got like it's got anecdotes about his life, obviously, because he, he's it's it's about his life. Um, it has got a lot of sports related stuff, though, like. And, like, right, like the, the early part of the book is very much about, like, the 60s and 70s. So, like, those might be out of your, like, kind of frame of reference. But, like, even the, the one chapter focused a bunch on, like, Reggie White and, like, that, like, late 80s, or early 90s, like, Eagles team.
1: Uh, I have zero frame of reference for that. I literally... Man, what, I don't know who Reggie White is. Really? Yeah. When did you start,
0: I, like, following football?
1: Mid-2000s, maybe. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I was not... I, as a kid... Also, remember, I'm I'm two two three years younger than you. Um, as a kid, I did not give two craps about sport. Like, that's fair. I I didn't I didn't care about sports. I didn't watch sports. The only reason I know the name Randall Cunningham because that's what Drew's brother's name is, and it's not even his name.
0: <laughs> Which i Cunningham is referenced in the in the chapter too. Um, but yeah, like like the sports stuff is definitely interesting because you're hearing about like the way like stuff was weird back in the 70s like him just walking into the flyers office before they're even the flyers and getting to talk to the president for like a college project Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so like you know like don't don't assume it's all just like him like telling you what his like life was like growing up in philly like it's a lot of like sports stuff that even i'm finding interesting but it it's slow it's mm-hmm. definitely, like, a slow read.
1: Yeah, like, I will I will definitely have it read, and I'll probably start it probably Friday or Saturday, but I, I honestly, and I've even been thinking, like, I might just get the first half done on one day, just get it read and done, um, get started, and see how I'm feeling when I get started, and maybe just push through to get the first half done. But, yeah, I mean,
0: nine chapters, like, I mean, it's a lot, but, like, nine chapters isn't bad, too, especially I'd- if, like, you you read it by the chapter and, like, take a little break or whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean I I read the last hundred and fifty pages of Jurassic Park in one sitting.
0: But that was exciting. There were dinosaurs, it was, man. It was
1: exciting. There were dinosaurs. Right now there's I, no dinosaurs I, in Philadelphia. I read the I read the last two hundred and fifty pages of Jurassic Park in two back to back sittings. Drew, so, why the
0: fuck aren't there dinosaurs in, in Philadelphia? Spurs,
2: uh, I should say. Because the Toronto Raptors weren't around yet. I, I... <laughs> They don't like come the,
0: around until the 90s. I'm just saying, the 1970s Eagles, way more interesting if they had, like, a dinosaur on the team. They probably would have won a game, too, apparently.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe.
0: <laughs> um, but, all right. I guess that will that will do it for, for this week.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Um, if anyone would like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.1-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash one If you can't support us here with your dollars, you go to your favorite podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, other places to rate us, review us, subscribe to us. It all helps. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash one online or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash one quest video, and you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. Rich, what is your streaming stuff right uh, now?
1: Check me out on twitch.tv slash be for one us with video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. It's dead October, which means every game, asterisk with the exception of some Sea of Thieves streams, uh, has dead in the title. We're doing Dead Islands and Left for Dead uh, right now. So uh, just come, come check me out on those days. Sea of Thieves is Thursdays always because it's Thieves Thursday.
0: So are you, are you at least to Sea of Thieves going to go to all the Skeleton Islands?
1: I uh, I mean, that's like pretty much every island. We might try to do whatever seasonal spooky stuff they might have going on. Um, I don't really know what the plan is, um, but we are going to do Dead by Daylight at least once this month, if not twice. She said at m- probably at least twice we might be able to get into it. Just depends nice. on how she's feeling.
0: Well, that's something then.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then, oh, also, I'm doing a Channel Point Redemption called Spoopy Night, where if uh, you guys can reach, um, what's it, 30, no, 30,000 points, uh, by the 15th. I think that's what it is. I think it's 30,000 points by the 15th. We're, we're, we're a third of the way f- there already. So, um. What
0: does this mean? I don't, I don't understand.
1: So, you get your channel points for watching my stream. You, like you the, know, bits. the f- No, the channel points. The walnuts, the little walnuts. You get them for watching my stream. Um, the more you interact and watch, the more that you get, the more clicking the bonus button you get, the more that you get, um, you can put those into a challenge. And if we reach the challenge, you lose those points. If we don't reach the challenge, you get them back, which I think is dumb. You should lose the points, whether we complete the challenge or not. That's Uh, unfair though. Why? It's not my fault. It's like a
0: a Kickstarter. Like if the Kickstarter doesn't, doesn't succeed, you get your money back.
1: But it's not my fault. You guys didn't reach a challenge.
0: Yes, it is. I don't know how, but it's your fault.
1: It's not my fault. I I, look, especially this one. I'm giving you 12 days to get 30,000 points. Like it's not hard. Especially, I mean, max. It's a maximum of 2,000 points per person per day per stream. So we could have gotten 30,000 points in one day if we had 15 people on stream. Obviously, you didn't have 15 people on stream. Oh well.
0: is that a limit you set, or is that a limit like, that the it's system the li- has?
1: The limit Twitch sets is 2,000 per person per stream. Oh, okay. So, like, if, if you have 30,000 points, you can't do them all at once. It's a community challenge, not a single-person challenge. Okay, um, that's, that's fair. And so, if we can reach 30,000 points, sometime at the end of this month, I will download either Demonologist or uh, Phasmophobia. And we'll do a late-night stream on, like, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday stream and scare the poop out of me with all the lights on.
0: Fun times. Yes. Fun times. And with that, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you. Bye.